Long time no see. That's an interesting thing to say on a on a podcast, but the sentiment, I'm I'm there with you. Well, I'm talking to you as a podcast host. Um, we host this podcast, and first of all, the last time we did a podcast, it was an intercontinental podcast. Yeah, I think it was almost 13 months to the day. Yeah, was, I think our was, last yeah. one was the like last day of August. Might have been outside the Chinese year. bank. Yeah, right. Uh, that sounds about right. I remember it was, it was a little loud. Um, wherever you are. Yep. But, um, so we don't really have a plan for this episode. For me, I just really wanted to get it on, get it on wax. You Absolutely. Know, as they say. I've been, I've been, I've been wanting to pod day and night and Josh got the urge. So we did it. Right. So I, I think our plan is really just to, to review the happenings. Um, I mean, it's been an eventful three weeks. I think I, we I could do six podcasts on this week alone. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that uh, it's all been positive. Now, it's been it's been quite negative. Rocky um, week. Um, for, for all of us, uh, from, from one perspective or another. Um, I think the simplest thing is to, is to really just, we don't want to focus on matchups too much um, as far as the past week, but I just really want to give my thoughts on each team. Sure. Where each team's at, yeah. Um, and then once once we get through that, we can sort of have a more free form discussion on, you know, maybe maybe a, a miniature state of the union um, would would be good. And I, I haven't thought about this, but it it's really weird now. Mm. It being the first season you're in the league and not commissioner, um, because this was sort of a platform for you um, previously. How do you mean? Just to to voice the state of the union, right? Your concerns with with where the league's at, and now the commissioner oh, doesn't yeah. doesn't I mean, have the, a platform. You know, the table's been turned, and I'm I'm now seeing things as as a as a just standalone league a, member, as a plebeian. Yeah, I'm a plebe. Yeah, and, and I'm trying to stand on my soapbox as much as I can. Right, so, mostly because I'm butthurt. So you can pull that over a little more if you want to. You know, maybe look at like ooh, look at you. Ooh, yeah, you. Just like eye contact. Oh, okay. I forgot because we have camera one and camera two. I got to right. make sure we're looking at each other as well. So, basically, we're going to start at the top. Number one so far in the league is is Jack Fraunheiser. Yep. Um, off to a roaring start. Um, you know, you can't really ask uh, for a better start for Jack. Um, can't, can't say much about him. And here's the thing. I think we haven't really – I don't think as a, as a league, I don't think people have really given it up for Jack's team. It's just especially this in the group message. I mean, people haven't mentioned like, man, Jack's team, scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we've had other times where we've been like, oh, Mason's team, ooh, Josh's team, ooh. But it's like, you know, he's three and zero, and he's got the most points scored. We got to talk about it at some point. Well, I, I mean, I'm not here to cast any aspersions or anything, but I mean, we should look at who he's played. His his schedule has a combined two wins on it. Um, Sure. Like uh, you know, he 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 played Trevor, who scored 107 points. Uh, Jack's had two really really good weeks, and one I'd say middle of the road 130 point week. You know, with PPR, 130 points is 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 middle to me. 130 points is the new 100 points. I would say if if you look at it from a transitioning from standard to to full PPR. And so I think if you're if you get to 130, 
and above, it's a good week. If you're at 130, you know, you're going to beat half the league. If you're below that, you, you probably need to make some upgrades. And so, you know, Jack has beaten uh, Julian having a really good week. Um, and then this past week, Kendall had a pretty good week. Um, and, and that's really all you can ask for. I will say that my concern with Jack is I think he's one injury or one bye week or one or two suspended NFL games away from having a really, really poor week because there is uh, almost no one on this bench I'm comfortable plugging in in a pinch. Um, at least at the level that his team is at. Not even that. Like If you look at it, Latavius Murray, that's a backup running back. Alexander Madison, that's a backup running back. Uh, Drew Brees is washed. John Brown uh, is hurt. And then I know he's probably going to make some move on, moves on waivers this week. It, it, it helps that um, he has the first waiver claim, and so we'll see if he uses it. Um, I think he will. But I, I think so too. Um, he should. Um, but if, if his starting lineup can stay healthy and carry him throughout, you know, he's, he's, comp- he's definitely competitive. Wide receiver is a little bit of a weak point um, just because they're on bad teams. And I worry a little bit about players that are on bad teams because they are liable for just an absolute dud here and there. Um, like as much as I love Terry McLaurin, Dwayne Haskins, um, kind of a bum. So yep. uh, same thing with DJ Moore. Like DJ Moore as a player a lot, Teddy Bridgewater – I mean, he's just he's gonna check it down. I agree with what you're saying. However, just the word, just the wording at, at all, competitive. He's still he is still the top, and it's it record and whatever. It's like there's a there's a metric behind it. He's not the only three and O team. However, we're gonna get to the end of this thing, and we're gonna talk about teams that are the worst because right. we've had three bad weeks. Jack's had three good good weeks, so he's the best. That's kind of how it works for now. Sh- sure. Now, I'm not saying that he's gonna be the best. It's it if he has an injury or the COVID well, tomorrow, it's it's a wrap. It could so be. so one of the like uh, I guess you could call me advanced analytics here, but one of the analytics I like to do when I'm looking at what teams are good and bad is I I look at the sort of um, the floor of a team, as in like the lowest amount they've scored and the highest amount they've scored. Uh, it's the floor and ceiling of, of the team as a whole, right? Of course. And so the tightest band, I think, is Brandon. Brandon has scored between like 120 and 140 points every week this season. Right. Now, that's that's stable. I mean, Jack has scored between 130 and 170, so that's a, a, a higher um, floor and a higher ceiling. So you love to see that. Right. Um, and then, you know, to me, if you're looking at who the best team in the league is, it's a four-horse race right now. Um just based on performance. Sure. And you could even argue it's three, it's two. There's a bunch of different metrics we could go by. But if you're looking, there's a top four, right? The three and O teams and the two and one teams. I feel like all of the one and two teams are a step behind. Roush is probably leading the pack of those one and two teams. Um, if I had to pick my playoffs right now, actually, for, forget that. We're going to continue going through the teams. Right. So, Jack, top tier team. Um, some things that would make me a little bit nervous, some moves I might try to make to build up some depth, but all in all, uh, can't ask for a better start to the season. He's been free of injuries for the most part, right. um, and and that's all you can ask. Cam Newton, it's lucky, a little renaissance. But luck, but, wins, won, luck wins championships. So. Right. Um, so next, we got Brandon. Yep. So Brandon's our, our commissioner, and um, we'll, we'll get into some of the things he has faced as commissioner so far this year a little later because it has been quite the tumultuous year. Yeah, a lot of scrutiny on lots Brandon of, this week. Lots Crazy. of tumult. 
Um, and so Brandon's team, I think, top to bottom, just incredibly consistent. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like his lineup, he, he probably won't ever lay a dud. He's got four running backs that anyone would be comfortable with on their team, maybe even five or six. Um, wide receivers are, are good. Calvin Ridley's an absolute monster. Juju's going to be consistent. Yep. If A.J. Brown can get back in healthy and return to last year's form, you know, he's three deep there. So my only concern with Brandon is maybe A.J. Brown isn't that great. Um, and and he struggles to, to regain some form. Maybe Hayden Hurst is a bit of a liability if the Falcons continue to be absolutely terrible and can't block for Matt Ryan. Right. Um, but, I mean, James Robinson was a great pickup. Uh, Mike Davis was a good. I mean, we all knew he'd pick up Mike Davis. He didn't need him, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it's Brandon. He's going to do that type of thing. Um, quarterback's good. I mean, doesn't have a. If Calvin Ridley can prove to be a, a top tier player throughout the season, which which I think he has the potential to yeah, do, a lot of targets, touchdowns um, as well. I think he will really benefit if Julio can stay healthy and get the the second wide second cornerback on him every every week. Um, but from my perspective, Brandon's major weakness would be not having, you know, a, a top, top tier running back. Um, so if you can find someone that can trade you a top tier running back, which will probably never happen because people don't trade those, um, that would be awesome. But yeah, my, my concern is really just, uh, question marks, however small they may be exist for, um, I would say most of his his running backs, um, and and it speaks to that. Considering his best running back so far this year is one he picked up off waivers, mm. um, and and is an undrafted free agent in the NFL and in fantasy football, uh, complete completely out of nowhere. It can go like that, and it has so far for Brandon. We'll see how it goes for his uh, his next week. Who's he facing this week? Uh, he's got go he's got he's got Kyle this after week. this. Yeah, so. Uh, oh yeah, that is important. We talked about this earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. Off be, air, be be on the lookout, making sure Brandon's starting the highest projected lineup. You know, we'll talk about we'll talk about that. I think I think Kyle's is the last thing we're gonna talk about, and then we'll get into that. So so next in the league is uh, me. Actually, I'm third. Um, I have the tiebreaker over Mason, the other two in one team, because I have I beat him head to head, and I scored more points than him. So from my perspective. My team is is good. Um, I mean, my let's see, my lowest scoring week is is one thirty three. Mm-hmm. I have scored above one thirty every week. Um, I have scored one ninety three week one. My performances have just been a bit uneven. And this past week, got a little unlucky, made a poor quarterback start-sit decision, and had a player get a concussion on the first drive of the game. Yep. And so... And you lost it by that much. And I lost by that much, right? And and Trevor's kicker scored 16 points. Like, a lot of a lot of just, you know, this is bad luck. Unvariable things, but you're still 2-1. Right. Still 2-1. Still most points in the league. So, I mean, I can't really complain. Uh, it's sort of a performance that I expect out of my team. And if I can write the ship as far as quarterback, uh, made a move. And ultimately that's what lost me the, the game. You know, if I don't trade Josh Allen for Deontay Johnson, which I think is going to be a good trade in the long run, right. Then I'm just starting Josh Allen and I, I would have scored 
I don't know, 40 more points than I did. I probably I would have had the highest scoring week, I think. Right. Um, because I, I would have been plus thirty at quarterback and plus yeah, it would it it would have been a much much better week for me had I not made that trade. But you know that's the game. You live with trades. Uh, I like making trades. Um, I feel like my team's gonna be good regardless of almost any trade I make because I'm not gonna make one super egregious. Um, and yeah, Roush and I both traded and both lost. So so far through one week, <laughs> complete wash. And needless uh, to say, we've entered like the small bubble of two and one teams before we get into the. the yeah, it is interesting how sector. how it, there were a lot of one and one. Well, there were what? I guess there weren't that many. There were three three and O teams, three or three two and O teams, three O and two teams, and four one and one teams, and then the one and one teams sort of split. Mm-hmm. Um, so so next uh, we've got Mason. we've got Mason, a a pleasant surprise to me. And and one that I am happy to report is um, is performing really well. And yeah. I will say, and we'll get into this later. Kyle being out of the league is going to benefit Mason more than anyone because um, Kyle's not going to convince him to trade away his good players to to him. So you think so? Uh, um, I mean, it happened last year. I'm just we have one year of history to go off of. I think it also. I think. I think the the big the big winner in that would have been Kyle if Mason traded Kyle the players. The big loser in that is the league. So technically, I think if if that's not going to happen this year, the league is a big winner. The not league saying, and Mason. Not, not saying that I'm happy you're out of the league, Kyle. If you're listening to this, um, so so I mean Mason's team is sort of I feel I feel the way I feel about it, it's sort of the same I feel about uh, Jack's team in that the starting lineup is is great hitters, but. I mean, an injury, a rough bye week, week, and we're looking at a severe downgrade in in quality. Um, and so, I mean, Mason's team through three weeks, uh, in the same sort of way that Jax has, you know, put around one thirty up week one, and instead of playing a team that scored below average, he he played me, and I had a great week. And yep. so that's a, that's a loss. But to me, Jack and Jack and uh, Mason's team are identical. It's just the difference just of just flip wide receivers schedules. and running backs. Okay. Right, right. So so I mean Jack has two top I think you could guaranteeably say top 7, some would say top 5, but I'd probably go top 7 running backs and I think the same for uh Mason's, Mason's wide, receivers. wide receivers and um yeah. Yeah, I was well. Obviously, we were together on Sunday watching the games, and it was just like every ten seconds, Mason's wide receivers are doing something different. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's the thing is they're going to be so consistent, and the Same running, backs, running backs. Yeah, yeah. they're going to be so consistent, and and if you look at the teams, like they have scored almost identically. Like uh, Jack scored, um, I don't know, five more than than. Uh, Mason did week two, and Mason scored five more than than Jack did week three, yep. and they were five points apart week one. So uh, it'll be a compelling matchup whenever that comes. Um, um, yeah. Sorry for that interruption. 
Um, the debate is crazy. Yeah, apparently the debate is crazy. Who would have thought? I couldn't have seen it coming. Um, um, one big difference, if we were gonna, if we we're gonna cut it at anything. No, no, go for it. Okay. Um, one big difference in the just the two of them, Mason's taken about fifty more points. Yeah. So like, and it's like lucky. Well, I mean, again, it's all luck. It's all schedule. It's all whatever. But it's still like Mason has pulled out two and one despite having those fifty more points. Right. So that's the crazy thing is Mason Law scored one hundred thirty and lost by sixty five points yep. week one. Um. So so like that's that's just tough, right? That's gonna that's gonna help the points against for for quite a while. Uh, you know, two hundred and one week. When you when two hundred and one week goes against you, and then you, you can, got it's, hundreds first in, of all, in future weeks. It's not two hundred, but we don't have to, we don't have to big up you right now. I think we've already passed your team. Whatever happened week one doesn't even matter for my team now. I probably won't ever score that high again. Um, so next, I I don't know who the top one and t- one and two team is. Oh, it's Trevor it's probably Trevor. right. Yeah. yeah, Trevor. So Trevor. He he tried to do this big like oh my gosh my team's so bad I'm yeah. gonna change my team I mean, name to I mean, Payne it, from the from the Weatherford boys it's kind of like par for the course yeah they're pretty the early self pitying right right um, the early oh I'm gonna lose yeah the, oh Kindle the GG sorry don't know what I was thinking with this yeah, lineup seems, like on yeah. Thursday yeah or like at twelve oh five whenever their players don't score on the first drive right um the, the tail goes between the leg of the dogs right you know it, what I'm it's pretty soft um. And and I don't have an issue losing to Trevor, but uh, Trevor having you know Super Bowl MVP and an NFL MVP Patrick Mahomes and one of the, the probably the preeminent big play threat in the NFL Tyreek Hill on his team and acting like he's out of anything when he's not down by a hundred points like trust your players dude you right. drafted them for a reason but here's the thing we got to be fair on the show you would you would also be saying like you'd be confident. And I think Trevor, on some level, had to be confident. But you'd also be saying, "Oh man, well, it's just too much." But I, I but I, to me, the difference is, I would not be as defeated. I wouldn't be defeated. You'd be more, and fair. I wouldn't be like, "Oh, this is the greatest comeback of all time." Oh yeah, that's a little bit much. Yeah, like, he's, he's laying it on both ways. Either be one or the other, right? Yeah, you can't be. Oh, you, woe is me, and then I'm the best. Oh, Josh, you kicked my butt. Oh wait, I kicked. <laughs> oh, yours. I'm coming back. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit much. So that that was the that's my issue with Trevor's team. But to speak to his team, I think it's good. Yep. Um, I I think it's really good. Uh, if he could just maybe start a lineup instead of leaving DK Metcalf on the bench. Um, which like basically lost him a week. I, I don't know if he would pay attention. He could be really good. Um, so Trevor, if you're listening, uh, just pay attention and set a lineup. You have, you have top five players all over the place. Yeah. Bless and right. So you're there. Just stay in it, set a lineup, change your team name and and don't be soft. Yeah, you're not teaming suck for Christ's sakes. Um, next, one and two team. Phelps. I have no idea. It's Phelps. It's Kendall. Wow. That's crazy. Roush is all the way out of playoffs. Uh, but we'll talk about him in a second. So Kendall's <laughs> team, unfortunately, suffered some pretty bad injuries. Yep. I um, you on that one. He... <laughs> oh, man. Kendall, isn't just the two of us, bud? Uh, uh, Jeepers. So, so Kendall is struggling a little bit with um with with injuries to his running back position primarily. Uh he lost 
Kittle for a couple weeks, but Kittle should be back this week, I think. Um, but losing McCaffrey to IR for, let's see, he's been on IR one week, so at least two more weeks is going to hurt a lot, um, yeah. potentially more than that. And then uh, losing Chris Carson potentially for, for a week or two is is a possible outcome there. Yeah. Um, he's questionable right now, and so if that happens, I'd have a hard time uh, betting on Kendall to win any games, uh, losing those running backs. Um, he has only scored above 130 once, and that's going to be a common refrain for me here. 130 is going to be my score. You got to get above 130, or I'm going to think you uh, you could have done better. Um, and so he's got Mason this week. Again, we're going to matchups later, but uh, I think Kendall should look at making a move um, potentially. But at the same time, I think he sort of just needs to bide his time and try to make it out, you know, get a with, couple wins. Ma- yeah, make win it out before Christian comes back. Right, get sorted. Out. Yeah, you got to win a game. If if he doesn't win a game before Christian McCaffrey gets back, but it's one of those things where you got to balance it, right? Because you don't want to hold Christian McCaffrey for the four games that he's out and then be one and four, and then trade him away. He comes back and has a crazy right because you you took all the cost of him being out. Right, he wasn't on someone else's roster taking up a roster spot. He was on yours, and so it's one of those things where you if if you're gonna trade McCaffrey, you got to do it early so that he can cost someone else a roster spot. But who knows? You could find yourself, you know, five hundred by the time he gets back, and then him getting back could could be a playoff push thing for you. So right. So we'll see. Um, Nothing worse than that post-trade uh, regret right. when someone's doing well. You want to make sure that whenever you make the trade, you want to make sure you're doing it for like the right reasons. Right. So whenever, if this does happen, which it inevitably will, you can feel all right about it. Right. So uh, from my perspective, I think Kindle is a, is a fringe playoff team. Depending on what happens with McCaffrey as far as how early he gets back, I think that'll determine whether or not he makes it. But I, I think I have him on the outside looking in. Um, but that could change. And then now we're getting into the Merc. I, I think I, I have think a hard time saying. I think there's levels of Merc, but we're getting closer to the Merc. Agreed. So Roush, like Kendall, one game over 130. His only win is against Kyle. Um, and I, I just don't know with with Roush. His team on paper is really really good. Um, he's had players get hurt in game a couple times, mm-hmm. uh, which has been, which has been difficult. Uh, with, okay. So with Roush, just real quick, his running backs, as far as number one, number two, does he have the best running back core in the league right now? I have a hard time deciding between me, him and Jack, who has the best. Cause it looks like it changes week to week. Like this week, Jack did week one. I did week two. Roush did. I think mm. I think Jacks have been the most oh, consistent. Yeah. I mean, sixty-seven points between two running backs week two for Roush. Right, right. But if you look this past week, I mean, they they didn't have super games. No, seventeen, sixteen. Right. Uh, but if you look at Jack's team this weekend, he got about forty or fifty points from his running backs. You know, I got. I mean, Alvin Kamara to me is head and shoulders above every other running back right now with Michael Thomas being hurt. But that's beside the point. I think especially not only Mike Thomas being hurt, but 
Drew Brees. That arm being cooked. Right. Drew Brees is done. Yeah. He's done for. And so, literally, if you watch the Saints game, you were realizing, oh, man, Alvin Kamara is like the most valuable running back this side of the Mississippi because it doesn't matter what Drew Brees does. He's not throwing down the field to save his life. It's like three to one odds every play that it's going to go to Kamara in some form or fashion. Yeah. Whether it be a handoff or uh, a a, a silly dump off. Yeah. and, and Kamara will break those, as we saw Monday night or Sunday night. Um, so for for Roush, I think Roush's team is good enough to make the playoffs. He just needs to put some wins together. I don't know if he's been stupid and making bad start sits, but he acquired a quarterback. I see he hasn't even changed his lineup this week. Maybe he's not making any waiver claims this mm-hmm. week. That's a little scary for me, Roush. You probably need to hit them waivers, update that lineup. Um, it's probably in your best interest. Okay, so here's the thing. Worst case scenario... Roush is I think I think literally this year I, I I don't want to get into okay so Roush is on the outside of the bubble of the Merc right now if he is at all competent the very worst he can do is be right outside of a um a wild card spot and if if you can't get the wins in order to like this year you have I think everyone above Roush and Roush himself if you don't get into the playoffs you're trash as a as an owner, not just as whatever. You're terrible because the bottom is the bottom this year. It's bad. Yeah, it's injury, very, it's, very it's bad. interesting because all you it's, heard about after week two was like, oh my gosh, the injuries. But I really feel like it really just hit like two or three teams hard. Like, I mean, I think my team was relatively hard hit, but only bench players. Right. And it didn't start hitting me until like the end of the week when it was like, Oh, this guy is a little banged up and he's not gonna play. But like you had players lose first round picks. Rush, do what you gotta do, okay? You have a great opportunity to hop over Kindle at least. Um, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. So I, I'm I'm thinking just get over Kindle. Don't even more like just just try to get that next win. Just grind. Yes. Cause just you put have your a head chance, down and grind. Like you're not getting your money back this year. I'll say that right now. <laughs> However, you can go to the playoffs and get the rest of the league's money. Yeah, so that's mine. the interesting thing. The top four getting money back. That's going to be an interesting race, I think, um, to see if one of the top four will fall out. And, and if, uh, I don't know. I think the gap between the top four and... Oh, I think the four, I think the four is going to change a lot. The four will change a lot this year. It's because it's, it's, it's really a top five, I think. Oh, what? hold on. You're not looking at standing. Let me see. Um, okay. So- yeah, let me see. One, two, three, four. Oh, I feel no, like yeah. the top four is no, pretty defined. No, never mind. Like, there's I was a looking clear, at instead of there's a no, clear. It's a top four. If the top four changes even, then things get really interesting. Because right. Roush, you might as well be in there. Right. So these these top teams are gonna have to face each other at some point. Take advantage of those weeks. That's all I have to say to you. Um. So this will be an interesting week. You know, teams are gonna be fighting to get back to a five hundred. Yep. Fighting to stay above five hundred. Um, fighting to get that first one. One team is going to be fighting to get that first win, and I will say for Julian, I gave Trevor his first win. Um, so, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I'd right, say. and it's not like you have the lowest points scored in the league, my boy. That's your, your true. team can do a lot. Yeah, yeah, you have the most points scored against. Uh, Julian Actually, does. yeah, so you've been the most unlucky. So, bit unfortunate. Just for the record, Julian is scoring at a similar rate to Roush. Um, which you know isn't a great thing, but, but it's, conceded, it's a good he's thing. He's conceded forty-three more points, a hundred more points than Roush. Um, he has a hundred more points against than Roush. Oh, I'm looking at Kendall Phelps. My bad, yeah. guys. Don't worry yeah, about so me. twenty-five more or 
no, 33 more points against Ken, or against Julian than than against Roush per game. That's that's outrageous. Yeah. Um, so so Julian or so Roush. Were, were we still on Roush? Still on Roush. Uh, so the next up, is, yeah, yeah. Is Kyle. Next is Kyle. Do you want to end on Kyle? Yeah, we'll end on Kyle. Okay. Kyle's coming in last. Place. All right, next up is me. Um, I'm just gonna say this. Um, I, okay, so similarly, I'm just trying to take my own medicine here. I, want, I try to be fair, even though I'm a huge hypocrite. So earlier we were talking about Trevor. Mm-hmm. And Trevor was, we talked about him because he was like, oh, um, I'm so dead. And then he said, I have the biggest comeback, right? Mm-hmm. So week one, um, I started to like my team a lot. And I was like, man, I like this team. I, I got a win against Roush week one. I was so excited. I was like, man, I love my team so much. And I was talking a big game. I was like, man, it feels so good to be back. It's my first year back. I feel like I'm one of the best teams in the league this year, blah, 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 blah. And then the the New Jersey field happened, and I yeah. lost so many players. And so um, now I feel like I'm not going to do well this year. However, I'm in it. To be here. I'm happy. It is what it is. The money's gone. You're happy now. You weren't. There was a time you weren't happy. No, I mean, this is just like me trying to take like a sober look at things and be like, I appreciate what you have. You well, I meant, I meant like with the league. Okay, well, I'm not talking about with the league. I'm talking about my team. I'm talking about my individual team. <laughs> the, like me and don't, that's, that's later talk, if anything. But I'm excited and it is what it is. I think this year is actually shipped for me. But um, we'll, well see what happens. I think it entirely rests on your ability to to make trades. You have valuable assets. It's just a matter of, and this is one thing that's frustrating to me is is you know for for everything that Julian has done wrong in fantasy, he doesn't just let a bad team fester and rot. He'll try different things. He's, 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 he's making moves. Yeah, he's throwing and, caution right into the wind. And so that's the thing is I feel like one time that has to work. It hasn't yet, but I feel like it will eventually. And so I just, to me, if my team was struggling, which I haven't experienced a truly struggling team yet in fantasy, knock on wood, um, but I, I do think it is in your best interest to fl- flip some assets. Um because I think, I don't know, I think the injuries scared a lot of people week two. And so there's been a, a serious decrease in the amount of people wanting to trade. Uh, and also people have sort of, it's this weird thing where up until week one, you value players entirely based on how you drafted them, right? Then week one happens and it's like, okay, Still 75% draft how I drafted them, 25% how they week did week two, one. Week two, we're going slides, and now I feel like it's entirely how they've done this season, which I don't think is right yet. You still, like, players that went in the first five rounds, unless you guys are just drafting them based on where they're ranked on the ESPN sheet, which I don't think you should do, uh, there's a reason you picked these guys yeah. where you picked them, or there's a reason that someone else did. Uh, and... That's why I, you know, am always trying to, you know, check on players, see if they're still being valued the way I value them. Um, and if, if, I don't know, I, I just, I feel like the discourse as far as trades has, has really died down. Um, and and that is part of the reason why I'm disappointed to see, see Kyle go. Kyle was always down for a good little trade. 
yeah, I think that's somewhat true. But I don't know. I think this is... I didn't expect to trade as much as I have this year, and I barely made any trades. I think I made literally maybe one or two. So I can't say much about that. Um, okay, so we'll go on to Julian here. Uh, now, Julian, we talked about you earlier. I think you are just really unlucky so far. Um, you drafted an absolutely terrible team. Yeah, but he's, um, no. Okay. But you've clawed your way out of it a little bit and have a respectable respectable squad now. I do think you need to flip a wide receiver for a running back because your running backs are trash. And so you can start Devontae Parker in that second wide receiver spot. Michael Thomas and Devontae Parker is a great wide receiver tandem, I think. Is it is it perfect? No, but it's good. So flip Allen Robinson for a running back in a flex. Like it's it to me it it's not that hard. Um, Talk to me, Julian. There, there are people out there. Yeah, we're in the Merc. Yeah, I'd love to trade. There are you. people out there that are willing to to make moves. Um, and and so I I think people just gotta be willing to make them. Um. So. Okay, that's all the that's that's all the teams uh, with an owner right now, Julian. I think if you don't win this week, I'm sticking a fork in you. That's my that's my. Uh, assessment i got my cutlery already so all right so i am recording this again wednesday morning uh riley and i did the podcast tuesday night but we had talked about what we what we thought should be our plan of action regarding kyle's team for the rest of the season but now it seems that kyle may have returned um if if that doesn't prove to be the case we will end up releasing what we had thought we should do uh, we'll send that to everyone, um, but but you know obviously our ideal solution is to have Kyle around and manage his team, and so I hope we have gotten over whatever hiccup was causing that, and and if we need to talk through it and make any changes that that would prevent that from happening in the future, um, but the the only thing you'd miss in here is is we made our game picks, talked about uh, some veto philosophy. In, in how Riley and I differ, um, in, in how the veto should be used. Um, and then also, uh, we made our game picks. Um, so you'll notice that through this podcast, the team we didn't talk about was Kyle because we were saving him for the end because we didn't know if he'd be around to even listen to what we had to say about his team. Um, but now, Kyle, if you're listening to this, the gist of what we think of your team is that, um, it's good. You can still capitalize on some of the value that's there if you come back and decide to make trades. Um, I don't know if, if there will be any uh, transfer ban, any trade restriction on you. Um, I, I doubt we, we, have talk, we haven't talked about any serious punishment or anything. You know, our main thing is to get you back um, and, and just get you to manage this team for this year and hopefully for the rest of forever. And, and so for me, um, my, my main point would just be, you know, your team's not terrible. Um, it can win some games. It beat Riley. Uh, so that's great. Um, but we made our game picks, um, in, in me and Julian's game. Uh, I picked me if Devontae Adams plays and Julian, if he doesn't, uh, Riley picked me regardless. In Trevor and Riley's game, we both picked Trevor to win. Uh, in Kyle and Brandon's game, we both picked Brandon. But now that Kyle is, is here managing, I think it'll be much closer than it would have been had had we just stuck with a highest projection lineup. 
Um, and then we've got Roush and Jack. And this one's going to be interesting to me. I don't know what's going to happen with these games that have COVID involved. Um, but I, I think uh, Jack has already made adjustments in case the Titans don't play, um, which is interesting. I think they will play. Um, but he has benched Derrick Henry, and so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, he has also benched, benched James Conner because they're in the same game. So interesting. We'll see what happens there. I think I still have Jack regardless. Um, and then in Mason and Kendall's game, it sort of is going to come down to the health of Kendall's team, but but I think we both picked Mason. So um, so like I said, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully be making this podcast uh, once a week, and then ideally... Uh, have all all 10 members of the league to talk about next week and can have a more full podcast and if you guys have any questions or anything you want us to talk about let us know but uh, thanks yeah. for listening to another episode of the crew until next Review. time we'll talk to you soon bye bye <laughs>